Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, joined by the chairman. How you doing, Brett? The, the big fella. And the guy with a nice head of hair. You look good, Pete. Thank you. Thanks for coming today. We've got a fun topic today to discuss about why this kind is different. Is before it? we do that, year-to-date returns on the S&P 500. The S&P 500 as of, what's today, October 11th? Today is the 12th. 12th. On October 12th, the S&P 500 year-to-date up 13.46%. The NASDAQ up 38.94%. What a year for NASDAQ. Trading 12 months, so one-year returns. S&P 21.29. And NASDAQ 40.8%, which is pretty remarkable. I bet if you ask people what the one-year returns are on the S&P, hardly anyone would get that. Oh, I think they'd say it was down. Yeah. I mean, we're meeting with clients regularly, and almost everybody's still like, uh, they don't feel really good about it. They think they're down. Yeah. This 2023 has been a good year. It's been great. I met with some people just yesterday, and I said, yeah, 2023 is been a good year. It's like, oh, okay. No. Then you review it and they say, oh yeah, it has been pretty good. Lesson number one of the podcast. This is why you just buy great companies and don't sell them based on how you feel. Yeah. You would have missed out on 21% returns on the S&P and our portfolios are even higher than that. I think the reason why uh, people still feel like things aren't great in 2023 is because in 20, when, when did we, when was the market peak in 22, fall of 2020? November 21. November 21. Yeah. And I don't think we've actually hit that, that water line. No, we're still below that. Yeah. And that's why. By about 8%. Yeah. 2022 was a rough year. 2023 has been a good year, but we're, we still haven't all time, haven't hit all time highs. And unfortunately people like to uh, anchor to that, that number, yeah. but they don't, you got to remember, 2021 and 20, uh, up to 2020 and 2021, um, there was a lot of craziness going on, a lot of speculation. Some of those returns were a little premature, I think. Well, let's talk about that, Ryan. Yeah. Sir John Templeton said this, and I think I've said this on this podcast before. I'm sure I have. He said, the four most dangerous words in investing are this time is different. But, I think this time might be different. That's what I want to talk about today. That's what we want to talk about today. Those are dangerous words. And yes, they are. Um, we had a client, one of our favorite clients in the world, coming. I mean, we love all our clients. Don't get me wrong. This client came to our office, and I could talk to him for hours about not even investing, about everything but investing, and then hours on investing. Football. I like to talk football. <laughs> he came in and it's a great business as it always is. And he is building a home. Uh, and he was smart enough because he's a savvy dude. He was smart enough to lock in a seven year, I think, don't quote me on this. He will probably tell me if I'm right or wrong. But I think it was around three and a half percent mortgage rate for seven years. Which was brilliant at the time because he told us with with mortgage rates being seven and a half, closer to eight percent now, he said this. He said, if I was paying eight percent, I would have had to have sold my home at a loss before it was even built. 
Because ca the cost would have been too expensive for him to afford it. Cost would have been too expensive to afford it. And then he said to us, jokingly but not, he said, don't ever build a home. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about that 3.5% versus 8%. Why is that such a meaningful uh, difference for somebody that buys a home? Yeah, I got on my HP 12C, if anybody knows what that is, my calculator. Yeah. And I just, I ran the numbers on a 15-year mortgage at 3.5%. At, uh, at on a million dollars, your monthly payments is seven thousand two hundred thirty-five dollars at at uh, three and a half. Percent. How much was that? Seven seven thousand two hundred thirty-five. So seventy-two hundred bucks. Seventy-two hundred dollars. Okay. At eight percent, your monthly payments is ninety-seven thirty-five. Nine thousand seven hundred thirty-five dollars. Well, the difference is about a thirty-five percent increase in costs between seventy-two and ninety-seven. So thirty-five percent more today than what it was. Just a couple of years. So a thirty-five percent increase just in the last eighteen months, really. Right. And if you were kind of pushing the envelope as far as what you could afford at three and a half percent, imagine today at eight percent, there's no way you could afford those kind of those kind of mortgage payments. So when I say when Sir John Templeton says the four most dangerous words, and I'm saying, well, I think this time's different actually. Uh, Let's go back in time. And by the way, I agree with you. I do think this time is different. And and usually those are okay. dangerous words. So so let's go back. In 1980, you were a junior in high school. 81. 81. Junior at Logan High, Logan High Grizzlies. Logan High Grizzlies. Running around in your John socks and shorts with your tube socks. Then you get scraped. That's right. October of 1981. And the mullet. Did you have a mullet? Sure, yeah. I did, yeah. You guys are <laughs> right now, you said that to us. Yeah, no, I'm making jealous. <laughs> October of 1981, your junior year of high school, the two, the ten year treasury was a 14.63 percent, mm -hmm. and that was the peak. And then it slowly kind of went down and hovered, you know, on average six ish, five six percent. But something happened in 2007 and 2008 that caused the Fed to. Tell us what happened at that time. So the GFC, the Great Financial Crisis, happened in 2017. I mean, it actually blew up in 07 and 08. It, it started before then. Uh, it had been in the works, the build-up to the Great Financial Crisis for probably a decade or so. Um, just banks with bad behavior, bad loans. And yeah, the banking system blew up. I mean, the economy went into a deep recession, the worst recession since the Great, since 1929, the Great Depression. It was a serious, serious problem. And the, the Fed reacted aggressively by rate, putting or lowering rates down to 0%. I mean, basically zero. And they kept them there for the last 15 plus years until really just 2022. Yeah, 2022. We went, rates went from less than 1% up to over four and now we're at 5% on short-term rates. That is a dramatic move. We've never seen that kind of rate increase over such a short period of time in history. So you had you, you, two things there. Great financial crisis comes along, the Fed stimulates the economy, right? And then lowers rates at 0%, which enables people, to, and not just people, because we're transitioning out from people to companies, allows companies to borrow money at a very, very low rate 
to build their business. Cost of money is essentially zero, so it, it, it's a low hurdle rate. I mean, you can you don't have to have great economics to make money when you have the cost of money is so so low. And so I think it caught, created it has been creating a lot of bad behavior over the last you know several years. I think it peaked during after COVID. You know, yeah. a lot of crazy things Which they on. kept low way too long, but we don't want to get into the Fed's mistakes. Right. Uh, but but here's some numbers for you. And I'm going to give you two types of investment um, or, or companies, we'll call it. Investment-grade companies, which are, you know, trustworthy to repay their debts. Mm -hmm. And then there's what's called junk status, which is non-investment. I mean, basically, what investment grade means that there's still a good likelihood that that company will be able to pay its uh, its debt obligations. There's still a good likelihood. When you go into non-investment grade, there's a step up in in uh, risk risk that some of these companies just aren't going to be able to do it. Now, some will, some won't, but there's there's more risk. So in 2022, investment grade. Uh, was at two and a half percent. So that's not a stretch for a company to pay that. It's not. It's not exciting. If I'm loaning a loaning my money to a business at two and a half percent as an investor, I'm like, oh, exactly. So now in 2023, investment grades at five point six percent. It's a little bit more interesting. A little bit more. Well, and think about not from an investor standpoint. Yeah. Think about from running the company standpoint. Right. Your cost has gone up dramatically. Your cost has, has gone up dramatically. Now, junk status, 2022, 4.2. Okay. Now it's 7.8. And by the way, 4.2 for non investment grade bonds is really low. That's really low. I would never loan my money out at 4%. For high risk loans, never do it. So tell me this: if you're a an investment grade or not, right? It doesn't matter. As a company, as a CEO allocating capital, because those interest rates have gone up higher, what what impact does that have on your overall risk? So your debt service—that's the interest and principal that you pay. It's just like paying mortgage, right? So your interest is a lot higher. And if, and if your business is not doing well in a rising interest rate environment, high inflationary environment, some businesses are struggling, the revenues are flat down possibly, your costs are going up. So what's happening is your margins are going down, meaning your profits are going down, your, it's called profit margins yeah. are lower, and you have less money and less profits to distribute to the owners. That means your business is not worth as much as it was a year or two when you had interest rate talk. Value goes down. down. Stock price goes down. Yeah, exactly. Valuations go down. Yep. Here's a list of companies. Tell me if you've heard of any of these. And they all have something in common. Bed, Bath & Beyond. Definitely. They're the ones in the mall that smell, right? You walk in there and it just smells. Is that Bed, Bath & Beyond? No. No. <laughs> Katie's saying it smells <laughs> something. That, what is that one? Bath & Bath & Body Works. Bed, Bath & Beyond is like buying toiletries and stuff like that. Cheats. Okay, okay, thanks, yeah, thanks, Gates. Yeah. I know I've heard of that. I don't know if I've ever been in one. Pirates. 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 Yeah, they make the, the dishes. Dishes. Yeah, I got a ton of those. Like glass. Instant pot. Yep. I got two of those in my house. We pressure cook all the time. Party City. 
Have you been to Party City? I've walked in with my wife one time. <laughs> yeah, Party City. I'm driving down I-15 and I see one just right up the freeway. Party City, right by Costco. Vice Media and, and the, a lot more companies than that. You want to know what they have in common? They've all gone bankrupt this year. And they've gone bankrupt, similar to what our client was saying about the mortgage. Yeah. I can afford this, but I can't, I can't afford that. And he would have walked away at, at that higher cost. That's what these companies are doing. These companies are doing the same thing. Yeah. And so when we say this time it's different, well, it is. It really is different. And here's, here's why I think Iron Gate is, is so important. So with that, yeah, go ahead. You're, you're, you're saying it sounds like oh we're kind of down uh, we're not optimistic we but we're not that's not what we're saying I am, I am very optimistic because because of what you're going to talk about. so the Iron Gate process is more important now than ever and I say that there's two 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 really ways to that we look at an investment and there's the way that the 95 percent of people do it which is maybe that's a lie maybe not. Buy an index. Yeah, you buy an index. You buy the S&P 500 index, 500 companies, or you buy the Russell 2000, 2000 companies, or you buy the Russell 3000, 3000 companies, which is the stock market. And you just sit on your hands and let it go, right? I think over the last 15 years as the popularity to index investing has happened in a very low interest rate environment to where the bottom companies can thrive, the top companies can thrive. It's like, I don't know, it's like going to Party City with all your friends and everybody's having fun with you. Yeah, the environment's changed. It's, we're in a more difficult environment and I think you're absolutely right. I think it's more important today than ever. And it's always important to have a good process because some companies just aren't gonna thrive in a difficult environment where we have high inflation and high interest rates. And so it's, you'd have to be very selective and all, make sure you own really high quality businesses in a difficult environment. That's the Iron Gateway to it, right? To pick, to pick and invest in the, the best 15 companies or 12 companies or whatever it is that we find in the world, the best businesses in the world. And I'm gonna, I will, I will take a, we're gonna listen to this five years from now because I'm gonna take a, a stance. And that is, I believe, indexing returns, buying the 500, S&P 500. I think it's going to be muted over the next three to five years because of where interest rates are. Whereas the Iron Gate way of doing it, which is looking at the best businesses in the world, and we'll talk more about that, have, we have the opportunity to thrive because we want to find businesses to where these interest rates don't matter much. And, and I say that, explain, help, help explain to the people what do I mean by that. Well, one good example is Apple. Apple is a company that uh, is really strong financials. They, and and uh, it's really important to look at a company's balance sheet to see if higher interest rates is gonna negatively affect, affect the business or or will, will a company like Apple be able to take advantage of higher interest rates? Okay, so there's two things there. One, can it handle the higher interest rates because of debt, right? Right. Tell me about Apple as an example. How much debt do they have? Apple has about $100 billion in debt, a little less than $100 billion in, in debt. 
Now, that debt was locked in at really low rates a couple of years ago. They're not issuing a lot of new debt right now at higher rates. They're smart. Tim Cook is smart. smart. They, they went out and locked up at really low, their debt at really low interest rates several years ago. So essentially, they bought 30-year mortgages in, in late 3.5%. 25 3%. Right. Yep, exactly. Okay, but if they had to repay all that debt, could they? They could do it tomorrow or today. Uh, they have about $170, $180 billion in cash and marketable securities. So they could take their cash, take sell off some of their securities, investments, pay off that debt, and they still have 60 to $70 billion in net cash on the balance sheet that they could pay dividends, buy back stock, which is what they do right now. They buy back stock and, and pay dividends, which is a way to return capital to you, to us, to the shareholders. Right. So we want to own, and it's really important to understand that in an environment where the, the, the world has changed, it's, it's more difficult with higher inflation, higher interest rates, and interest rates are probably going to stay higher, um, to own, make sure that these businesses have strong financials, good balance sheet, uh, and take and, and aren't hurt by higher interest and take advantage of higher interest rates. So, why in the world would I want to own the bottom four hundred and eighty-five companies in the S and P five hundred when I can go out and buy and find the fifteen, ten, whatever best businesses in the world where interest rates, this interest rate impact? You said it doesn't impact them. But the second thing you said is they can take advantage of it. Yeah. I don't get how they can take advantage of it. Well, well, what they can do, for example, Apple can, they have all this net cash and they can go out and buy another business. A company that may be a good business that might have made some mistakes on their balance sheet, their stock price is down, they can go out and buy that business at an attractive price because they have the ability to do that. They have the liquidity yeah. where a lot of companies if weren't as smartly managed, wouldn't have that opportunity. Like a like a Apple, like a Berkshire Hathaway, for example, has $145 billion on their balance sheet that they can go out and <laughs> they're looking right now. They can go out and buy businesses that are for trying. 40, 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah. 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 Those are the two ways. And and for us, we feel like the Iron Gate process has always been important. Find the best businesses in the world. For many reasons you've listened to on this podcast. But I, I will say now, I'm so glad we're not like the other 95% of firms out there. Because I think it's more important now because of the changing environment than it ever has been. Yeah, and, and we're, we're, we're still optimistic about our... Do I sound like a pessimist? No, but I mean, we keep talking about how this is a difficult environment. I mean, it is. It is a difficult environment. We gotcha. But yeah, but I think our process is more important today than it ever has been, and uh, I'm, I'm hopeful ten years from now we'll look back and, and you know we can say that you know we understood that and uh, we've been able to uh, generate good positive returns for our clients you know over the next decade or so. Yep. yep, we'll look back in five years and we'll see if we're right. Iron Gate versus the S and P five hundred. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, with that, my friends. Have a great rest of the week. Until next time, bye. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. 
Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by...